Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're going to be breaking down episode two, the Justice Society of America. Find out why Vixen is nagging race so much during this episode. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I don't know why that I get a grunt with that. <laughs> that's right. I just sound like Nazis. <laughs> we just sound like super Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That. What a nice tie in. There you go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legend of Tomorrow After Show here on After Buzz TV. We'll be breaking down season two, episode two. The Justice Society of America. I'm so excited to be breaking down this team because it's one of my favorite super teams ever. Yeah. So look at that. We're going to have a fun time breaking it down. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. I'm another one of your hosts, the a second <laughs> one. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Dave Child. I'm Dave Child. Also go to DaveChild.com. Dave Child. And I am the other host as well. Uh, my name is Lucretia Lyon, guys, so you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only, only one. one. And well, the person who's not a host tonight is one who's a betrayer of fun, doesn't want to play any of our JSA Legends Tomorrow after show games. He hates them. That yeah. is the Lex Michael. Oh, Lex Michael. Tweet God. him your disappointment for He's him so bailing He's so bad they named a DC supervillain after him. That's Just right. after him. That's right. Lex. <laughs> uh, but also, folks, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah. All those handles. Great there. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then hop in the chat. Lucretia's got her laptop up. She's got the chat running in there. So if you want to comment about the show, Justice yeah. Society in mm-hmm. particular, uh, you know, you want to talk about how angry you are that Lex decided to not be on the show tonight. There's many things that you can do. Uh, Speaking of that, uh, Sarah Nicole Jones, uh, she was going to come in this evening because she had written this episode, uh, but she became ill, so we wish her a speedy recovery and hope to have her her here soon because I have a bazillion questions, especially about the Justice Society. So why don't we just jump right into this here? We finally get to see the Justice Society. We've been teased at it from the the end of last season, a little bit uh, first episode, and now we get to see them in their glory. What do you guys think? I gotta say, it sounds like they were more like the Jerk Society of America. (laughs) What a rough. Oh man, I wrote that down early. (laughs) (laughs) I, I couldn't wait. They were like they were mean. They yeah. were big meanies. They show up and they're like, "Who are these young millennials showing up?" Man, being all being all trying to be all super, and they're definitely not heroes. You are not a hero. And then later, trying to like calm it down, Vixen said to Ray, "You are not a superhero, but now you're just a regular hero." I'm like, what is? <laughs> yeah, you know. What is the, the? What's up your butt? Uh, just I know. I was like, there was one point. He should have been like, what a bitch. I mean, it was written on his face, but Ray's just so proper and, you know, he loves the ladies. They were just, it just, they were just like so, 
I guess they they wanted to jail them. Why? Because they were super powered. I guess they thought they were uh, dressed up and, and pretending to be uh, OSS officers. So for some right. reason, that also meant they were bad guys. Because the only reason you'd pose as an OSS officer is because you're a bad guy. Well, they also wanted to, it's wartime. So they wanted to make sure they weren't Nazis. So I guess that's something. Everybody could be a Nazi. Everybody could be a Nazi. Yeah. can creep up on you. Even even Jax could be a Nazi, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Be, sure. That would be... A very self-denying Nazi, but yeah, I guess could be could be a Nazi. <laughs> well, one thing we noticed right from the beginning is the JSA when they have a little battle with the legends because they think like, hey, you could be potentially Nazi spies. Uh, JSA have got their act together when it comes to fighting. Yeah, yeah, they do. I like how they were like a team that was super strong as and and worked well as a team because it actually provided a pretty interesting foil for what we know about the legends and about how they're just kind of. They're just kind of a bunch of cats in a sack. They're just kind of they're just kind of fighting with one another the entire time. And the one part I thought was pretty funny was when Stein was like, "How did Rip do this? Yeah. How did he? So hard. How was he such a great leader to us?" And I kept thinking, like, "Was was, was he? he? Yeah, I know. Was he? I think Rip did his best, but I think a lot of what he did in the first season was just going like, "Would you guys stop? Just." Well, stop doing this. Just stop. listen. To- okay. All right. Let's do this one thing. Oh, that didn't work. That didn't work at all. So, he was just a bad babysitter, basically. He's right. <laughs> he like, what are you guys doing? Oh, they're going to screw up time. Yeah, I felt like he tried his yeah. best at points, yeah. but he was just, it, it just kind of felt like he was goofing around. Well, yeah, because so often they'd come up with a plan, and then immediately everybody else would kind of go off on side par- side plans of their own. And right, like, yeah. Why did we even come up with a plan, guys? Why, yeah. you, know, you guys are just going to do what you want. What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> what do we focus up? Yeah, we have some great comments here in the chat. Like, Boo69B says, JSA, just some assholes like that. Yeah. And that is much better than Jerk Society of America. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to yeah. say, that's that was pretty that's good. Better. And then the, apparently it is Barry Allen's fault that Lex isn't here. Yeah, and, Or blame he was time scared. Oh! Yeah, we have a few people blaming Barry Ivan some Soto. of the time. Well, I yeah. understand that. You know, one thing that was cool, uh, seeing Dr. Midnight, I wanted to see how his powers were going to be interpreted uh, in live action. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a guy who can see in the dark, so it kind of almost like a radar sense of sorts like Daredevil. It's kind of yeah. cool to see like, how they would visualize that. Yeah, and also they used Obsidian's powers like well mm-hmm. and about how uh, the fact, and it built the theme that they worked well as a team and a well-oiled machine because they had Obsidian black out everything and then uh, Dr. Midnight was the one that was able to see in the dark and use that to his ability, uh, to his advantage. So that was, it was nice because it wasn't only, you got that full spread action scene that I was hoping for last week where they're all fighting one another and that's always great, but it was for a purpose too, was to show that one was kind of had their crap together and the other one didn't. So that was nice. I'm still wondering, and that's why I can't wait to talk to Sarah Nicole Jones, is to find out why uh-huh. they picked these particular characters, especially Stargirl and Obsidian. Because I said last week, there's a more modern day characters that have an affiliation with the Justice Society. Right. So to have them back in the 40s seems so unusual. I'm wondering why they chose them as opposed to other 40s characters like the original Adam or uh, Starman or other characters like that that they could have yeah. used. My guess is they wanted Obsidian so that he can work well with Dr. Midnight. That's That was my guess, so that they can have show a good a team that works well together for that reason. My guess is why they have Stargirl is so that they can have a chick on the team. I think that's maybe just as simple as that. 
Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, what else are you going to do? You need to have some diversity. You have Vixen, but you need to have more than just one girl yeah, on the Yeah, in fact, champ. even Vixen wasn't part of the original. I mean, she's a modern-day character as well. Uh, the idea of kind of going back and showing her as a legacy character. Right. And, you, I mean, this is a team that was around in the 40s, so it's not a big diversity no. back and there. The only there are two characters were Wonder Woman, who, of course, kind of, I can see why they're not use, using them. And then know. Black Canary. Uh, she came in a little bit later in the run, but again, that's something that's also... That'd be confusing, yeah. yeah. Well, to me, they really should have used Alex Kingston if they hadn't already used her as, you know, Sarah and uh, Laurel's mother, because right. she would have been great as, like, that real Dinah Lance, like the Golden Age oh, Black Canary. Uh, that yeah, would have been cool, that too. Cool, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah, because uh, that was always kind of cool thing about that that interpretation of the characters, where you finally see, like, you know, that mom that's, like, almost like a stage mom in terms of a superhero, like... Right, which is something that you kind of see in uh, Watchmen, where yes. that they have the silk with Spectre. Yeah. the silk specter is kind of the black canary of of the group in that where like watchmen is coming a lot from uh the justice society kind of right and mm. kind of inspired by that and also the uh, the charlton heroes like dr manhattan or dr manhattan's like captain adam right uh, you know uh blue beetle sort of like night owl yeah uh, they're kind of uh, basically just kind of uh interpretations of all those characters yeah yeah uh, so yeah, we see them. They easily uh, wipe up the floor with the, uh, the the legends, and they put them in uh-huh. a nice little cell. And I do like that they got their the cool swanky little forties hideout. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. with a nice like cool old school TV watching them through a monitor. There, it's like all right, cool little black and white TV watching them argue all the whole time. Yeah, they got that nice wood like table to sit around and yeah. argue their nineteen forties banter around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, and uh, basically the way they get this all together is that Nate, good old Nate Haywood, our historian, our, ti- our uh, time, time detective, detective. Mm-hmm. yes, historian slash time detective, <laughs> yeah. he basically recites to uh, steal his uh, the dog tag numbers, the serial number on his dog tags, right. and, realize, and tells him all about how they came into his possession. And so that kind of gives him a little cre- uh, credibility. So they're willing to buy that they're from the future. Yeah, I like that. I like that he has like this. This is a guy that seems to have his fingers in so many pies because he seems to know every single thing yeah. just at the right moment well i mean he's also i guess we learn later he's a hemophiliac and he, he was basically locked in from like six to 16 so what else are you gonna do I guess. right he i had a lot of reading time i also i liked how it was kind of like oh someone with a big weakness someone with like who's who has kind of a fault that they have to take care of and I think that's pretty much gone by the end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> I think that's pretty I think we'll find next episode he's no longer a hemophiliac. In fact he might be something more. Da-da. Something <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> uh and we also uh get a little a little taste of who are uh, the again the the um uh Oh, ba 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 the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. A little bit of Legion of Doom. Yes, got a little mind wiped right there. Yeah, we got Eubard right there back. Not not just in his casual clothes. It's kind of cool to see Eubard in casual clothes because you you never really see him. It's always just with the hood off and the reverse. And he's always a little shaky. Yeah, he's always a little blurry. It's it's nice to be just like out of the yellow. Yeah, and he's just hanging out with Nazis. Yeah. You know, he of back course he would. Yes, come on, you. Buddy. Of course he's hanging out with. Na- he looks like a Nazi, so he kind of blends right in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he basically wants something from uh, Hitler. Hitler's not willing to give it up right. without something in return, and so he gives him a little taste of something that could hopefully change the uh, Nazis' outcome in the war. Uh, right. Basically, making their own kind of super soldiers. Yeah, and it was funny to watch them dance around the term super soldier yeah. this entire episode. They were saying super soldier and then they're like super serum. Ah, 
that's not super serum. That's a bit on the nose. That's a biomolecular enhancer. So. I love how Rain did make that joke. That's a little too on the nose. Yeah, let's let's like get away from that. Let's like not mention anything about super soldiers. That's a different type of group. And to me, it really looked more like Nuke from the RoboCop movies. You know, the drug where they just like a little bit oh, of prick yeah. and they inject it. Right. Yeah, that's what it looked like. The Ubermensch, the Berserker. Mm-hmm. I, I saw on I saw in the uh, um, in the chat very early on. I think I wrote it down, but R E J nine zero nine eight said that maybe he thought that was Blockbuster from the DC. Kind of could be a, interesting about like that. I mean, it, it does have a, have a similar look to it. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, guy kind of just turning into a big rage kind of beast. Big sandy rage yeah. thing. He kind of looked like I felt like he looked like a Stretch Armstrong if you never stretched it out. It was always just like squished together, a yeah. little like pale thing, kind of <laughs> lumbering at you. Because like the name Baron Krieger, it thinks it makes you think that there's some kind of connection. And I was looking it up during yeah. the episode, and there wasn't any kind of direct correlation. But there's like there was Baron Blitzkrieg, who was an, uh, a suit Nazi supervillain that the All Star Squadron fought back in the day. But he right. was all completely. He was almost like the Destro. Of uh, Nazi villains because he had a big metal mask over his face, and then you had Captain Nazi, who was the Shazam villain, who kind of looks similar to Krieg, yeah, uh, but a, a different power set. So right, it's they they kept saying Berserker over and over again, so that yeah. made me think is like, is there someone named Berserker that I don't know about? That's true. And then I just yeah. thought of the clerk song. Yeah, that was me. I was like, I thought of clerks. <laughs> <me. laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> we do find out as uh, Dave and Boo sixty nine bees were both saying about yep. the Justice Society. Then start showing like, boy, you know, being back in the forties, you just got a real, you, you got a real stick up your butt because uh, Rex yeah. is like, hey, Sarah. Be quiet. Uh, we got to listen to Mr. Stein. Woman here. is woman talking. <laughs> Let me talk to old white man. Whoo, man! It's like I know it's 1942, but damn, yeah. you got women on your team too. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Jax was the one to just be like, yeah, of course he thought mm. you were the leader. You're an old white dude. Yeah. I'm one thing I do like about um, this series is they're actually nodding towards. Certain, because I, I got a little uncomfortable when they just walked into a Nazi bar with with Jax, and no one, like, mm-hmm. kind of looked at it, like, yeah. coming in with an African-American guy, with a black guy, and no one's like, uh, no, not him. And I was like, when is, is no one going to say something? <laughs> These Nazis are super cool. These Nazis are super fine with diversity. <laughs> and then after a while, at least he said something, at least, uh... At least negative yes. about yeah. Jax and uh, nodding towards it. So that was enough to be like, okay, cool. They but recognize that. The Vixen was dancing with them. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Vixen was and, that felt yeah. a little different. Because that like felt... She is a woman, but still. Yeah, yeah, but it felt like they were kind of... It, it's a different thing to let in a beautiful woman mm-hmm. and who might be posing as a prostitute <laughs> at that place rather than like, you yeah. know, a black Jax. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you had to look at the whole the the crew we have in Legends right now, who yeah. would you have picked to be the leader? Oh, I would go with Sarah. I I would. Yeah, it just makes sense. That's where I thought they were leading to because she's the one that actually she led some assassins already. She's already kind of been a leader. She she in the League of Assassins, it felt right. Everyone else is kind of has their own ego to deal with or 
maybe Ray, but he just is too goody two shoe. You need to have someone call the what the tough shots. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is Sarah and Ray to me seem like the only possible, but Sarah ultimately is the one that will make the tough call. Ray's going to try to save everyone, even when you know, yeah, things are in the shitter. Now, if it was last season, I would say Captain mm. Colt. Yeah, yeah, I could. See I think that. he yes. would make a better leader because it feels like he's a bit more even keeled and is used to working uh, kind of the long game and playing mm-hmm. chess with people. I'd agree with that, and I just like as much as Ray, I just feel like he's not enough. He's not battle tested as much as Sarah is. So yeah. Sarah does seem like the obvious choice. But hey, according to Rex, you know we go by age when we talk about leaders. Yeah. So everybody says. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then we get we find like that Nate uh, not really making a connection with his grandfather as much as he had hoped. He idolizes yeah. his grandfather, and then it's just one thing to meet your heroes up close. Well, I think that happens if we all meet our young versions of our grandfathers. They're probably disappointing. I don't know <laughs> why. I my great that. grandfather, that guy was cool. That guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess it's certainly, especially at that time. I think if somebody like is sort of, you find out that they're a war hero, that everybody, future generations, just kind of like really. Almost like hero worship them. Yeah, I can see how that, that if you were finding that out present day before all those things had become a part of history, you're like kind of uncomfortable. Like, why? Well, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to protect yeah. my country. Right. And if you're thinking of like, oh, my grandfather was like a super awesome hit Nazis in the face guy, you know, and then you meet him. He's just a, he's just a human. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to be human, even if he is slightly super. He's still a human. Does he have powers, or was he... In the comic book, he has powers. He's very similar to what Steel becomes. He's got the super hard, dense skin, and oh, he's got okay, some strength okay. to him. This, he, for me, he, I mean... He just we, seemed kind of like a Captain America, except without without the extra boost. Yeah, because he, he looks very scrawny in that costume. He just looks yeah. like a scrawny guy. But, and he seems just athletic. Seems to be the only thing. Cause he does that really cool like little spin at the beginning. Right. But that's it. Like I, I guess that's just like... A, a de-enhanced, unenhanced Captain America, I guess. Yeah, I'm a little surprised he wasn't the leader of the group, that our man is the leader of the group. Man, there was, there were, man, they just fell in line with our man. It was, that was it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I never really get a re, I was bummed because as much, I love our man. He's such a, it's a cool right. concept and a cool character, but we never really got to see him in action. Yeah, and you yeah. don't really know in this series, if you're going in and you don't know who our man is, you don't really know why he's called our man. Very true. He, like, I thought maybe he had... Because I was thinking of the Hour Man from the 90s, the android that, like, traveled in time and stuff. So I, I kept thinking, like, does I forget if Hour Man had, like, had superpowers of some sort or that used time travel. But really it was just uh, super strength. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I wanted to see him, you know, hit the miracle, whether it's he take the pill or right. uh, use the serum and get his 60 minutes of power. We never yeah, get to see him do you that. Yeah, never get him to see him. So he's just a guy you call Hour Man. That's right. Yeah. Like, he does a lot of stuff in an hour. He's a really good Hour Man. <laughs> Uh, we do get to see, though, what happened after the end of the season finale, though. We get to see a little bit more of the conversation uh, that our man had with the Legends about wondering why not go back to 1942 and see uh, disappear. Because like last last episode, when they say, oh, he just talked to us and then he disappeared, it seemed kind of weird. And now to see it play out, yeah. kind of realize it wasn't just quite disappearing. It was almost like he was scrubbed out. Yeah, he yeah. was pulling a Marty. He was kind yes. of like every – they're using that slowly disappearing feel to it. Now it's I I kind of like that he did literally disappear because we felt like when we started watching the second season we're like where did he go it just <laughs> yes. it felt like he just like left right away and it turns out that literally is what happened <laughs> that's right and yeah. he just really just disappeared so it wasn't just the we didn't miss anything he just he just popped out of existence so wait does that mean there are two 
there were two wave riders? Like, what happened? Because he showed up in the wave rider. Did that also disappear? I mean, I feel like the. I feel like the. That must future, have just. Yeah. I feel like the, like the future's changed now because he doesn't yeah. go. But then that, that if you start thinking about that, that's going to throw us in that whole weird warped Don't logic. Think like, about it yes, too hard. Too many time paradoxes. Then, like, if he's erased out of the timeline, then how does he go back and uh, the war in the legends? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and how do they remember either. that he even existed? Yes. If he's like, just don't think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I will obsess about this at some point yeah, later yeah, in the yeah, season. Yeah. I'm like, dang it, what happened? Why is this there? Yeah. Uh, but we find out that uh, uh, Krieger's been spotted in Paris, so Vixen's going to head off and do a little surveillance. Yep. And I like how Rex is like, that's very, yes, very smart of you. Yes, go, do that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. And then we see Ray just being so envious. Like, these guys got their act together, man. But look at us. Right. Like, as Dave says, they're just like, you know, we're like a bag of cats. You know? Bag of cats. Yes. The legends terrible. are a bag of cats. Also, I realized while watching this uh, episode that calling themselves the legends is very conceited of them, isn't it? Because they're <laughs> yes. kind of like... Especially when they're hanging out with the JSA and the and you have Vixen saying, you know, the JSA would never do that. And then you have Ray go like, neither would the legends. And I'm like, oh, ooh. <laughs> when you say it like that. Yes. Ooh, boy. Well, and the funny thing is they were given the name sort of sarcastically by yeah. Rip in the beginning. So it's kind of just funny to me and that they, they just... still go by it. It's like, you're not legends. No one cared about you. That's the reason That's... I wanted you on the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else are you going to call them? The lots? Yeah. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow's. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, but that's like not, I, I feel like they can't give themselves that team name. You just have to no. say, we just had to have no team name and hope in the future see people look back on us as legends, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> we become the legends later on. The Wavers. <laughs> we're the Wave Riders. We're the Wavers. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but they need to go to Paris because they realize all of a sudden history's changing because Nate conveniently starts losing his dog tags. Right. Uh, because history's well, changing. And uh, it's also the oldest thing on him, is what we realize. And I think that's why it can disappear without him disappearing right yeah. away because it's kind of leading up to him. Very true. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a little side talk about like, oh, is he going to start disappearing the way yeah, he came out yeah. of the womb? Yeah, yeah. The first, the, the oldest part of him. <laughs> and then that's confusing because we don't know if it's a Sarian section. No, nope. Or knows? what. <laughs> so, you know, it could be head first or he could have come out arm fist yeah, that's first. Right. <laughs> could have swam out. Okay, we're, we're losing track. <laughs> so as much as everybody's saying, hey, you can't come to 42, that's dangerous. Everything's going to go wrong right. if you do that. They realize we can't leave because now history's changed. we got to go save the GSA. So off to Paris we go. And Stein, I like, says, like, hey, you know what? I know we, they find out where they're at. They had this nice little club in Paris. And Stein says, you know what? I have right. a striking resemblance to this, uh, this, this, this singer, Max Lorenz. Oh, so. he yeah. just wanted to sing. He just wanted to show off. Oh, he so knew funny. what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He wanted to bring that a little extra talent that you didn't mm-hmm. think he had. Yeah, that's right. But Ooh. even but I, like Jax is like, what do you come on? You're not a wartime consigliere. Uh, I mean, you, this is not your cup of tea. When things are start getting a little right. pressure filled, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take off and head for the hills. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, uh, at least he's got the pipes. He's like, no, no, no I got a song in my heart. I'm ready to Ooh. go. And he could sing anal. Anal vice so well. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Anal vice. Anal vice. No. Anal no. vice. Oof. That's not what he's no. singing about. No. Putting no. putting vices and in your butt. No. In your butt. No. 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 That, that I thought it was anal vice. That was new. No. No. I. The funny thing about Stein is, I think when I was I was a big Alias fan, and then I started watching. I saw like one of the original versions of a taping of. Uh, uh, Sweeney Todd. It was Sweeney Todd, I think, or it might have been Les Mis, but you see the young, a- the actor who plays Stein, 
a young version of him on Broadway singing. Oh, nice. So he is like a Broadway singer. He's like, he, they definitely, I think we're trying to hit that like talent of his by bringing it out. It's kind of like when Batman sang on, uh, on one of the Justice Brave League Unlimited, or even uh, yeah, Bra- uh, yeah, Brave and, think... and the Justice League, where they yeah, people get turned into pigs and stuff. He's yeah, he gets yeah. turned into pig, and so it's like you have to do the one thing you've always been afraid to show. Yes. And then Batman goes up and sings a little song because <laughs> the voice actor of that is also like an amazing Broadway singer. So when you bring that out, when you cast someone like that, I think writers tend to search for a reason to get that character to sing, to be like, up oh, surprise. Mm. That's right. Yeah, because Victor Garber uh, sang on Greg Rolanti's other show, Eli Stone, and he was a part oh, yeah? of that. Yeah. That was pretty well a musical like hallucination show. Right. So, yeah. And I know he, he was pretty big on Broadway, but now we got to get Barman to sing when he comes in the. Well, you find yeah. a Dominic Purcell, amazing foosball player. So yeah. when they incorporate that into an episode where they've got to save the day by playing foosball. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a good episode. It's going to be just like that community episode. He's going to like have this bullying flashback. <laughs> that's why he's good at foosball. I wrote that, Sarah. There, there you, you go. go. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I've got this large collection of shot glasses, guys. Is there a way you can kind of turn this into an episode? I just, you know, we thought, yeah, sure, 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 yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, maybe just sit outside for a little bit. That's all right. Uh, so they head over to the club, and uh, Stein kind of you know makes his way in, convinces everybody that he is indeed Max Lorenz. And Ray immediately sees Vixen, and says, "Hey, oh, oh, there's Vixen. I'm gonna go cut it and start dancing with her." And it's like <laughs> you're blowing my cover. What are you doing? Right. Ray, no smoothness whatsoever. Ray is not very good at just lying in general. I guess it no. turns out that's what's so charming about him. Yeah, he <laughs> can't even like. Come on, dude. You could do a Heil Hitler if you needed to. If pressured, I think, come on, you can get away with that. And he was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And Jax was upset for a good reason. I think I would have been like, if I couldn't do it, I would have been like, Jax, (laughs) I'm not allowed to do this. I'm... I get. I have enough privilege. <laughs> Please hit the Nazi first. I'll be hitting plenty of Nazis. Yeah, I love him. Like he can't even get it up, and he shrinks. But he's still the most eligible bachelor of the legends. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe him and Vixen. Who knows? I think they're building the Vixen thing. Yeah. Uh, Which so we, I think they have, by the way, a lot more time and a lot more, so far, more chemistry yes, than yes, Kendra. For sure. Yeah, a lot more chemistry. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, and I think it was just too hard with the Kendra stuff because you just set it up that she was, you know, she was already like bound to Carter. Yeah. And it was just too tough to ever inst- overcome. And that by that point, we're like, okay, this is the second or third love that's coming to her that we've known about yeah. since since we've been watching Kendra since like the very beginning since Flash. So it's like it's it was just it was too much. It was yeah. another addition. This was okay, new character Vixen starting off. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. And I love how he calls her Animal Girl. Isn't that Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, and, yeah, Animal Girl. Vixen. I also love how she yeah. corrected him by saying like uh in the field my name is Vixen, yeah. which yeah. implies like wait, <laughs> yeah. where are you called Animal Girl? <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm called only Animal Girl in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Bonobo and, power, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We get uh, Stein's Marty McFly reference there from Back to the Future. Uh, the reason that we chose the song going in there is, you know, watch me for the changes and try to keep up as he's right. about to sing Edelweiss. Just, you know, again, using your future knowledge to impress everybody in a, in a, in a past time. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I could just rock out this, this interpretation of a song, Edelweiss. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah. Get your vices ready. Because <laughs> we're going to anal this vice. <laughs> So we find out the whole reason that uh, the JSA and everybody's involved for this. What Eobarthorn wants is that Ascaran amulet, mm-hmm. some kind of Judeo-Christian sort of thing. Uh, around, I saw there on the screen there, like one century uh, BC. Yeah, where its, uh, origins are kind of unknown. So, so exactly do you it recognize does. it uh, from the DC universe I at all? Need to look it up to find out what it is. Okay, Anybody so in the chat if anyone in the free. chat recognizes it from the DCU, uh, let us know because right now our historian, our uh, yeah, even Our I was DC like, time detective is not recognizing it. I mean, we found something that Frank so, didn't know. Guys. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know that. By the way, for at one point, uh, the time detective on this one, at first I thought it was like, is this a character I don't know about called the hemophiliac historian? Yes. That's just what his superpower is. <laughs> I bleed and read. <laughs> <laughs> I get cut and don't heal. Check me out. But yeah, that's right. We find out. I know the Dewey Decimal yeah. System like crazy. <laughs> But as much as he's been cut and bruised in the field, he's never felt more alive. And Sarah basically is just like, I've seen too many people die around me. I'm not going to lead somebody that isn't battle-tested, trained, whatever. Right. Uh, just a normal civilian, no matter how smart you are with history, I'm going to not let you get to go out there and possibly kill yourself. Oh, this is an interesting theory uh, from Jonathan Deming. Is Could the amulet be the way of getting dark his power? Yeah, because he did have to have some sort of talisman or ambulance. Oh, so, yeah, that may right. be the reason. And I yeah. think he does. Does he start the arrow, his appearance in arrow? Does he first have powers or does he gain powers? He has powers when he first starts off. Cause right. Because he, he, he does have the totem somewhere hidden, yeah. and they do find it later on in the season when Vixen, the, the, the modern day Vixen, shows up. Yeah, so it's it's it. more like connected with the totem. Yes, in the Arrowverse, but you know, he's, it, this could be something to at least get Dark started off on. Yeah, this could be the, the precursor stars. to that totem because I think I, that same totem we see through all the flashbacks in that season of Arrow that it's on the island and stuff. So. Yeah, the amulet's definitely magic because it's also it's well, it's the Nazis deal in like sci-fi and magic. Yeah, so it could be it could be either one. It's the Nazis. They are the best villains. They are the best villains because they deal and they actually love the occult. Yeah. As soon as like I think writers found out about that, they're like, "Oh, we're we're going to use them for everything." <laughs> anything like magic or meth, anything like that, where you're like the Nazis did that. Meth, magic yeah. or meth? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, have you never seen that one on the History Channel? <laughs> it, it's a uh, Hitler's secret meth lab. That's right. Uncovered. Basically, it was uh, you know pretty much like what the super soldier serum sort of idea. Is that why he was Walter White? (laughs) Great Aryan name, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Again, even though it's on the History Channel, I'm not sure how factual it is. (laughs) So the one other thing that we kind of commented on too is as when Nate's saying, "Hey, I can be a big asset to this team." Sarah says, "You know, we've been doing fine without you so far." So. You know, you're going to listen to me and stay on the ship. And I was like, you know, really, guys, that's debatable. Have you guys really been doing fine without a historian? Yeah, I think they, I think they've been doing better with the historian. Yes. He's a great addition to the team. There's no way they would have found each other uh, last episode without Nate's specific help. <laughs> yeah. Given their own devices, they would never have been re- able to reconnect. He's kind of like a, a Rip who's new and fresh and still hungry. Because yes. you get well, Rip Hunter, he was kind of someone who's who's been through everything. He just wants to settle down with Jonah. 
and just yeah. cuddle up. But and, and without the luxury too, because Rip is always like, "Guys, you don't realize how much you're screwing with time." Yeah. Even and, though that's the whole point of the show is to yeah, screw with yeah. time. You guys <laughs> yeah. are screwing with time, but yep. not the way I want you to screw <laughs> yeah. with time. Not the yeah. specific <laughs> way. way. You guys are doing things I didn't anticipate, and all this other time is changing. Ooh. Did not go the way I planned. You are no Jonas. You're not Jonas to me. Because, like, Nate, right off the bat, he's like, hey, hey, guess what? I'm your grandson. You know? What yeah. do you think about that? And it's like, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, what do you think about that? I'm your grandson. I mean, Rip would be like, you can't tell them yeah. who you really are. But even before that, Stein was like, oh, hey, don't worry, we're time travelers. <laughs> like, when the JSA showed up. <laughs> oh, like, okay. that, he was like, oh, we're just traveling through time. Don't worry about us. You know, that's what we do. Why do you think that that would have worked? Like, Stein sometimes, to be so smart, he's kind of a dumbass. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't worry, we're just time travelers. Yeah, and I'm well, like, they want to put him in the middle. It's the social. Social graces, yeah. he doesn't understand. He's he's more of a book smart type guy. Uh, we also have uh, Vixen uh, chastising Ray for blowing her cover, and he's bragging about his suit. You know, this is uh, the suit. Uh, there they are. I mm-hmm. built it myself. It's battle tested. Right. Uh, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do like battle Vixen tested, being mad. Mother approved. I'll never be able to go back to Paris again, thanks to you, Ray. I'll never be able to do that. And, then, and I like how he's like, oh, "This suit is great. It always works and never breaks yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never." Right. Uh, and then I'd like Vixen's final line to, you know, if it's any consolation, uh, you're not really a hero. Come on, Vixen! <laughs> it's like, what, what is that? Bitch? Yeah, I think she, I think she had the bitch uh, animal activated <laughs> yes. during that. Ooh. It's like four month dog, or maybe the cat. Yeah, <laughs> hiss. Put them claws away, Vixen. See, that's when we needed Leonard Snart to show up and do his Bethers. That's right. <laughs> the two of them just yeah. growl at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I watch that. <laughs> uh, so we see them uh, go to the Fountain Blue Forest. They get the amulet. Hashtag uh, bag of cats, by the way. And things go south because Kr- uh, Krieger finds out you know he's under attack, so he uses the serum that Eobard gave him. Turns into a whatever we're going to be calling him. His berserker. His yeah. Uh, Captain Nazi is blockbuster. I uh, basically wipes the floor with Adam and Vixen, and they uh, Stein overwhelmed as a leader doesn't know yeah. what to do. Calls a retreat. They've got the amulet, but they have to leave Adam and Ray behind. Adam and Vixen behind. Yeah, he's not a good uh, he's not a good action guy. No, he doesn't understand how to be tactical. He he needs to sit at home with a good book and really ponder things out. Oh yeah, that's yeah. not why it's good. But uh, I mean, after Jackson Stein talked, Stein realized like you know what? Uh, you're right. I, you, you need a tactician, not a theoretician. Uh, theoretician. Right. Yeah. So uh, theoretician. Yeah. So Rex and Sarah they're debating, and and uh, when Rex says, "Hey, you know, we we just have to sacrifice Ray and, and uh, Vixen. That's uh, Vixen would want to die if it could save so many right. lives." And uh, Stein says, "Hey, guess what? We're going to listen to Sarah." I feel like Ray was like Rex was like what? Listen to a woman? A woman? <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> like, that's not a man's name. Our man don't like. It. <laughs> Which seems so weird because earlier in the episode, when Vixen says, "Hey, I'm going to go to Paris and do a little surveillance," you know, Rex is like, "Great idea. You're so smart about that." And then when yeah. Sarah says, "Hey, you know, I have an idea too," no, you shut up, though. You yeah, respect the woman he knows. I, he, he has to know. He has to know the woman for a while and get her mm. I guess yeah because a lot of people <laughs> are implying that at the end you know Vixen was one he was getting maybe yeah. that's true uh, yeah. that's very true they he, did seem very close getting yeah. some of that animal girl yeah that may have been woman. where Ray got that name it was his pet name for yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but of course, Ray has a plan. He's going to basically stall them uh, long enough for them to kind of get out, uh, get away out. Which that basically just turns out to be just 
wait until the uh, the main bad guy Krieger gets bored to leave the room. Yeah, and, and figure that they can. And then the, the dumb out. Nazi guards will come in. Yeah. Like, that really wasn't much of a plan, was it? I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it kind of was. He was like, "What's the heaviest object in the room?" Oh, the microscope. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get by the microscope. And then I did like how he was like, "I really just I, I said that whole line about what am I gonna." take you all out with just a microscope it was so i could take you all out with a microscope <laughs> and then you did the thing with the chair and now i'm not i didn't even get i don't even know why i say these lines <laughs> uh, they never really proved true cat yeah. lady and so siva ram points out ray loves animal girls yeah, yeah. that's true oh, there there you go. Go. that's a good one that's but, true he just wanted to hit him with a microscope and even Vixen without her amulet, though, still wants to let Ray know, like, yeah, you know, I'm still a fifth degree black belt. I've got all these, you know, I, you know I'm trained in all these different, you know, sharp age, sharp dead weapons and stuff. So hold on, Ray, relax. This makes me think Ray might be a furry in disguise. Just after those animal girls. You're just making them hotter. I still don't understand why we never saw our man. I mean, he orders the bomb strike, but we never see him in battle at all. Well, here's the funny thing, because you also have, because I imagine our man is probably one of the strongest of the team. With his powers, yeah, I mean, right, yeah, probably. Like an hour, though. Yeah, for yeah. an hour, but that's like that's that's why I understood he's he's the leader because he's 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 laying back and then he can okay now we we need to send in the big guns. I'm going to go out there because I can only use it for an hour, but when I use it, it's probably stronger than everyone else, which is makes sense for him to lay back. But he was also hanging back with Firestorm. And Firestorm's also super strong and someone to use. Yeah. And at least when Sarah took over, she was like, yeah, Firestorm, go out there. Shoot some, like, get noticed. (laughs) Exactly. You know, be the flaming guy in uh, in the woods. So people will be like, oh, my God, there is a flaming dude here. Let's freak out. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure our man was going to use his hour of power and take on Krieger when he's all muscled out. I thought that was the, that moment where you're going to see our man taking him on, mano y mano, but that never happened. Right. Instead, we just see uh, Nate rescue Commander Steel. They start racing off on their bike. The bomb strike happens. Krieger gets blown up, which is kind of like... a little oh, bit of a Jurassic yeah. Park moment. Yeah. It's kind of a dead drama. ending for that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how he goes. Like, he actually died that way, huh? Yeah. And I, was like, I thought it was going to be, he's definitely dead. And oh, no, he's not dead. Yes. Uh, and it didn't happen. Uh, uh, and then another bomb strike happens, and uh, poor Nate and uh, Commander Steel get hit. Yeah. We all... Th- you can tell Nate's not looking that dude. Not, not that good. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Bleeding. Yeah. Bleeding. His uh, hemophiliac powers are, are kicking in. Yeah, <laughs> as, as he bleeds uh, all over the he, place. Samuel Jackson and Unbreakable. What yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of felt like that. Behold, as I won't stop bleeding. What but, if he just became like had blood powers after that? He could just spray blood on anyone. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gross. Uh, I'm super gross. Uh, speaking of uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Lydia points out that our man was a sexy young Nick Fury. That's true. Yeah, he's pretty sexy. But at least Nick Fury fought. Like yeah. our man just sat there the whole time. And he was just you know like he just criticized. Right. He never yeah. did anything. Criticized well, and strategized. Do you think yeah. we've really seen the last of him? I know this. I don't think so. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's going to be uh, paradoxing his way. Yeah. he's. We're going to pull a berry on this. I, I feel like so. he's going to come back at some point because we're going to go back in time just at the right moment or something. It's too, I feel like it's like too well known of an actor and too cool of a character not to see him. Not, yeah, not especially because we haven't seen him even use his powers or anything yeah. like that. Also, we get a reveal that um, he's bested the reverse flash a couple of times by going back and kind of letting himself dissolve a few times. It kind of feels like he re he alters history a bunch, which is how he's defeated Reverse Flash. Yeah. 
Which makes me wonder if they're making his powers time-related after all. Yeah, because I'm starting to think about, you know, how daylight savings works. And then he'll show <laughs> right. up to go back an hour <laughs> to save himself. There was a cool comic book series uh, in the late 90s there that uh, Rags Morales uh, was the artist for, where they had Our Man, but it was uh, he was in the DC One Million series. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, basically like from... An uh, android, right? Yeah, he was an android. I like, remember traveled through time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. And came back to modern day, hang out with, hung out with Snapper Carr. And Snapper Carr. Yes. Him and Snapper Carr were like basically... Uh, uh, Fry and uh, Bender. Bender, yeah, exactly. They were just like hanging out and just kind of lazing about and having. It was a really, it was a really good comic. They I really enjoyed that. That on Supergirl. Then I was like, man, I don't know what this is, but I want to watch it now. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> when they brought Snapper Carr in that version, yeah. I'm like, really, it's such a waste of that character. There's so many other Snapper Cars in Supergirl now. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's not the Snapper Gomez, Car you know. Though. Wait, um, when? Where was actor. he? Did I miss this episode? He's the new kind of editor in chief of oh. uh, Catco. Cat Oh He's wait, boss, that yeah. bald dude? Yeah, he ain't gonna That snapper car? Yeah. Oh boo. I felt like it was a disappointment disappointing use of that character. Like you oh, could pick yeah. any other somebody else from comics lore to be an editor. Just make him anything but the the, the, the like young best friend of the Justice League. That's kinda of depressing. You could have used Morgan Edge, you could have used George Taylor, who's the editor the editor in chief of the Daily Star back in there. That right. other references that you could have used instead of Snapper Car just seems so weird to use. I didn't even character. realize. I didn't pick up on that. Like the Rick Jones of the DC universe, kind of like that slacker dude that's always just kind of like hanging around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's nothing like that on there. Anyways. This isn't the Supergirl criticizes uh, the character choices show. Oh, yeah. This is the yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's do this tomorrow after show. Back so to find, daylight savings, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we find out, of course, Nate's so dying. Uh, Ray suddenly remembers mm-hmm. after prompted by uh, uh, Star Girl and Vixen, like about the knots. He's like, "Wait, oh, I was tinkering around with uh, Krieger's medicine. We may have enough to actually save him because he was about to inject himself." Before the attack happened. So it would have been curious right. to see Ray was about to give himself power. I kind of want to see Super Ray. Mm-hmm. Also, what if when he gave himself the injection, it did something different? Like maybe it gave him the ability to shrink. Oh. So he actually becomes the atom. That would be so cool. Oh, I would like that. And now we don't use the suit anymore because the suit's so unreliable. Yeah, get rid of that. I, that would be great if he internalizes that power eventually. And he actually just becomes... And he can actually just use... Use his shrink powers the best they can rather than have a suit connected well, yeah. to it. Yeah, because I feel more often that they just make it that the suit always breaks down. It always breaks down. Yeah, and they make him into, he's turned into, he's, I mean, he is just Iron Man in this. But, like, you know, that being said, I am enjoying the season a lot. And even mm-hmm. this episode, I think, was super fun. And you got to see more Nazi bashing. It's, it, the tone, I feel, is more together, that they're just having fun. They're just doing dopey. Doctor Who adventures, like Mm. very Batman 66, very like, you know, just having having this old school campy fun, which is why I think they're allowed to be like, oh, yeah, we're time traveling, by the way. Just say it right away. Just enjoy it. I feel that's the reason they pretty much did on the flash. Okay, don't time travel anymore because we already got that over here. And let's just focus on that. And Jonathan Dimming points out Ray's power is the inability to find a woman. Mm. Oh, great, great ability! Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, because uh, other than like Vandal Savage wasn't the most exciting villain, or at least it wasn't executed as well as it could have been uh, last yeah. season. And I think maybe some of the benefit for this season is that you're using eventually you're going to be having four villains that we've already had a long runs on other shows. So yeah, seeing them now on this show, you've, you're bringing so much of that 
uh, information and knowledge and just like establishment that they have. That like, yeah. I think it's going to be really cool to see them interacting with each other as well as against the legends. And Reverse Flash is such a good ringleader because he doesn't seem stoppable. He doesn't seem he seems like he's too powerful for them. Yeah, like I'm, I have a hard time imagining them taking down Reverse Flash. I'm really going to be curious when we get like more of a, uh, a Legion centric episode to see how the four of them, their personalities interact yeah, with each yeah. other. Are yeah. they four alphas? Do they kind of all fall in line against uh, behind Eobard? Right. Is there somebody the ringleader? I'll be curious to see how that their, their power structure is. Yeah, because like they're all alphas. Like we said, we really need a beta, like Toy Man or the Trickster, just someone like right. also just a lunatic. Yeah, <laughs> be the wild card. So it looks like the serum saves uh, Nate. So he uh, somehow everything's healing. We don't know exactly the extent of that yet. I'm sure it, he's not going to hmm. get superpowers from it. Probably not. I not, think everything's going to be just fine. No, nope, he's just going to be a regular dude, and, historian, <laughs> time detective. And we get Vixen with her last little dig at Ray. It's like you know. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're not a superhero, but uh, you're a hero because you gave her the chance to have a, to have real powers Just to save come someone. On, <laughs> Vixen. What is it? Where are you drawing the line? Let him be a superhero. He's flying around in a time ship for Pete's sake. You're a superhero. Yeah, you're, you're fine. If you take a Vixen's amulet away, sure, she's got all this martial arts knowledge and stuff like that. But I mean, she doesn't yeah. have that extreme extra edge. Of uh, like all these animal abilities and strengths that she has when she uses the amulet. So in a sense, right. am, the amulet is her Aunt Adam suit. Also, yeah. oh, you've known the dude for a day. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Bray is not just so adorable. He's smart. You he's know, smart. He, he's a professor. He, you know, he's a scientist. You he's know? super rich. Exactly. Those are all powers in 2016. Yeah, that's right. But I guess you got as we we're talking, you got to make it like really kind of uh, butting heads so that they can find love. Yeah, so uh, they can butt other things. That's right. Like their butts together. They so, can butt their butts together. That's how you make love. So, butts together. Nate Get that anal vice in there. I'll stop. Oh, okay. dear God. Oh. The, uh, Nate and Steele have their little uh, moment there of connection uh, That where he says, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm glad to see everything's okay. They have their little yeah. grandfather-grandson moment. And then uh, we see we end the episode with Rex putting the amulet away. And then our good buddy, the reverse flash, shows up all, all shaky and wiggly. Oh, Wiggles. Oh, oh that, that evil Wiggly man. <laughs> but it's, it's just so cool to see him interacting with other people other than Barry Allen. That's what yes. I love. That's what I like about it. Because when you, when you face up against another speedster, you kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know how it's going to be a race where they race around and hit each other. So it's nice to be put up a speedster against someone who isn't a speedster. I mean, the best they can maybe do is bring in Barry to defeat him, but I feel like that's not going to happen. No, I'd be curious to see what they do. I'm just curious to see how somebody's going to fight him. Yeah. The only thing you could do is surprise him, I think. Just come out of nowhere and kind of get him in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they're going to bring Captain Cold in into the Legion of Doom, and if they bring him in so the Legion trusts him, and then they're able to convert Cold back... Yeah. That might be how they get him. And it's also, I guess, if uh, Firestorm's working on his transmutation powers, if he's able to right. correct, construct something that he can vibrate out of, perhaps. Yeah. Much like the, like the, uh, the prison cell that he's trapped in, uh, yeah. that Barry traps him in, or uh, an Earth 2, where they use that kind of technology. So maybe that's right. something they could do. Uh, I also feel like we need to bring up, since someone on Twitter mentioned this to both of us, uh, about how <laughs> about whether... Um, he's called the Rory's now called the arsonist. I do not think he is. No. I think he's still Heatwave. I think he's. I think Stein just likes to demean him yes. by referring to him as the arsonist, 
as well as referring to Sarah as the assassin. So that's why they're not saying White Canary. They're just saying the assassin and the arsonist is what Rory does as like a day job and not what his official title is. So I don't think his name has changed because of Barry or something. Yeah. Just to kind of put that out there. I would agree. Brought up. That was an interesting moment, too, where they, when the JSA kind of starts hearing what the legend is comprised of. Like, oh, we have an assassin. We have a villain. Uh, yeah. You know, we have all these guys just like, you know, I guess like anything, that kind of culture shock. Somebody in the 40s who was also about like being honest and trustworthy and put your best face forward. Yeah, we're all like, heroes. Yeah. yeah. These are what heroes are in 2016. Mm. What kind of world did we leave behind? Yeah. We well, won't even win this war. Listen, old folks, we got the internet. <laughs> we got shades of gray now. Yeah, and like 50. meth dealers are heroes in 2016, guys. Right. So like the fact these legends, it's like this is like not even the worst choice you could have. Bringing <laughs> up meth a lot on the show. Apparently. Bringing up big in the meth on this show. So Rex's last words to Vixen before he dies. Uh-huh. He says, "Time traveler. Time traveler." <laughs> Yeah. Best use of his uh, of his last words. What yeah. else is he gonna say? Shaky guy. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Squiggly McGee. <laughs> it was the squiggles. <laughs> Red eyes, oh yellow man, squigs. <laughs> he could have at least said a color because you're like, yeah, the yellow suit, something. Because they're gonna assume that it's one of the legends yes. that killed him. Do you think that's what's gonna happen? Yeah. I guess so. I think. But how are they going to hunt them? How are they going to hunt the legends? I figure, I think at some point, Hasma Vixen is going to become uh, a member of the legends, at least temporarily, trying to yeah. figure out like who is responsible for this. I'm hoping this is not a season-long arc. It's just after a few episodes, like the reveal comes. Yeah. Guess really so isn't. do you think that she's going to join the legends in order to f- figure out who's responsible? So, she's so. Just, they're not just going to show up to the legends and be like, what happened? You killed our man. Yeah, because I'm curious, like, how, supposedly the Legends have left 1942, so what right. makes them want to go back to 42 to talk to Bixen that she could hop on board and hang out with them for a while? Well, they might not have left yet, quite yet. That's they could true. just be in the ship, ready to leave, because usually there's a strap in, we're about to time travel <laughs> moment. But, um, so maybe it could just be, hey, someone, he died. They said time traveler, and they could be like, "Oh, we've been fighting some evil time travelers." Probably one of them. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, cool, gonna join the team." <laughs> Fight exactly them. That might exactly out. be what happens. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess with that, why don't we do uh, as we're predicting some stuff? Why don't we get yeah. into we dive deep into some predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, Lucretia, what do you think? Anybody in the chat have a prediction? Do you have a prediction? Yeah, yeah, give us some predictions if you have anything, but let's let's share what we think right now. Yeah, pretty much I do think that Vixen will be the one to sort of join in and investigate because she seemed the most devastated by our men's death, but we haven't really seen everybody else. But I feel that right. that's sort of going to have a rift in their team uh, since he was their fearless leader. And they'll probably have that crisis of like, what do we do? Like the legends. So yeah. I see that that's sort of coming in, and of course they'll it'll all come out that it was a time traveler eventually, and they'll they'll accuse them, and it'll be a big fight like it always is. Right. Well, we mm-hmm. got Ivan Soto saying legends will go to 1987 and meet older Obsidian. Yeah, I've read, oh. I read that earlier as well. So oh, played okay. by Lance Henriksen. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that, that'll be nice, and maybe that's a good way for them to find out what happened in 1942. Oh, that's true. It yeah. might be like, what? That happened when we left? We gotta go back. <laughs> we gotta find out what happened. That could yeah. be. Or um I also think that uh right now the reverse flash has the amulet, right? So yes. 
will probably bring it to Dark, and Dark at least knows what to do with it. And that'll lead more into whatever plan they have, so we're going to find out more about them. And uh, I think we're going to see get introduced to some superpowers from uh, Baby Steel. Mm, that's from true. The time detective himself. Now, last season it kind of seemed to be uh, one episode uh, kind of Vandal Savage related, one episode off. It seemed to be the kind of structure they kind of evolved to. Do you think right. you're going to see that this season? So far, we've got two episodes where we've had the Legion of Doom involved. Yeah, Do you- I don't think you need that in this season, which is what I like about this season so much because that seemed a little strange because we know who the villain is, we know what the villain's plan is. So they have to figure out ways to delay the villain from succeeding in his plan. In this case, we have no idea what they're planning. We know who the villains are. We know at least two of them uh, and the main time-traveling villain. But we don't know what they're planning or how they're going to do it. So I think what I like about this season is as they go on these adventures, finding out what the villain is up to is a part of the main story. Cause so, what, yeah, because what's cool is that, I mean, certainly they know Damien Dark's running around, but they have no idea that uh-huh. Barthon's involved. I mean, so they kind of know bad things are happening, but they don't have any idea of everybody that's involved, which is kind of yeah. cool. So we can kind of see them, the bad guys doing their thing with the villain, the heroes not knowing exactly what even these these other people that are kind of manipulating events in history. Right. So if they go somewhere in time right now, that from what we know of this episode, I don't know what motivation they have to go to another time period. No, very true. Except they're looking for Rip. Yeah. So, by the way, just go to the West. He's yeah, with you Jonah. know where he is. Yeah. We all know where he is. Because yeah. it seems like the teaser last and uh, next week's episode was them in medieval times. So, I mean, none of the... Right, so why are they there? Mm. I mean, the uh, only character... I mean, certainly, you know, Eobard could go back there. But, uh, I mean, that'd be the only one of Legion. Because I don't even think Damien Dark's that old. No. Right, so it could be that they find a little hint in the history books that maybe Rip is there. So that's why they go there, to try and find Rip. Yeah, you know... So maybe that's why. If they're going to go back to medieval times, let's let's want to do a nice little DC shout out to the Shining Knight. Yeah, yes, let's get him in there. If we could do the Shining Knight, that'd be awesome. I'm going to say Metrigan. Yes. <clears throat> oh, nice. Just going to throw that out there. Why not do it? Might be nice to have some Metrigan, the demon, one of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> do, you, do you like him when he when he rhymes all the time? Because I feel like the rhyming gets a little old sometimes. I would hate to hear the rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate. It's fine when I'm reading. Like yeah. I think it's fine to see how the writer actually accomplishes it every single time. But yeah, I would. I would make it so he does not rhyme. I really want there to be another. I want either Constantine to come back or there to be another spooky DC show because I really want the Spectre. Yeah, I really want to meet the Spectre. Ugh. And yeah. right now, the Spectre would only really fit. And maybe Arrow, because they're kind of dealing in more spookier Arrow, stuff. Yeah. But it's it's hard to fit him in, like a guy whose power is the wrath of God. Yeah. That's kind of hard to work into oh, the Flash verse. God, that'd be, oh, that'd be cool, Let's though. See, there's no yeah. one who wants Constantine back more than me. That's yeah. true. Well, yeah, true. You've got the Justice League Dark animated film to, t- to tide no. you over. At least you have an animated version of Matt Ryan something, to look at. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's something. It'll do. For now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends Tomorrow After Show. But uh, in the meantime, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Yeah. Lex Michael demands that you give us those five stars. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us there in the chat. Lucretia always has that up and running. So we thank you so much for everybody for chiming in on your thoughts about this episode and the series in, in general. But if you want yeah. to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Lucretia, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And you can find me at Mr. Dave Child or 
DaveGiles.com or whatever. And remember, Lex won't come back until you give us five stars. <laughs> That's yes. right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Me, just at the at the Lex Michael. So just tweet him yeah. your angry yeah, thoughts. Just tweet some about uh, why Lex is about here. why he's so terrible. Yes, mm. yeah, and how good the show was without him. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. We'll see you next week for another Lex Michael free episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. See you then. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Animal Girl. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.